the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by Nathaniel Lundy. We are, of course, presented by PointsBet. And Lundy, it's got to be eerie, it's got to be spooky, it's got to be odd because the conference tournaments... Most of them are going to continue in college basketball despite the growing concerns surrounding COVID-19 in the NBA. Of course, suspending play indefinitely, but fanless stadiums uh, in the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big East, for all these teams vying for the automatic qualifier, that top prize in their respective conferences. We'll see what happens on Selection Sunday but empty stadiums are now a thing, and if the ta- if the tournament does tip off next week, maybe CBS and Turner uh, can execute on a grand experiment and mic up everybody. I I want to hear all the f bombs possible to kind of uh, entice me to continue to watch some of these games. Your thoughts? I want the vibe. So let me tell you this. Let's say everything continues, and we know that this is all up in the air. But if everything continues, and they've talked about moving the Final Four out of, of course, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome Giant Stadium, if they're going to move it to somewhere smaller, Brad, I want like a high school gym, okay? I want the (laughs) feel. I want to hear sneakers squeaking. I want uh, paper banners up on the wall that were done by some junior with bad handwriting. Like, I want the whole experience so these guys can have the throwback of playing when they were 16 and 17 years old. Let's just do that. Uh, I would vote for that or just move it to the Palestra, Hinkle, some of these iconic arenas in college basketball that have all kinds of history in every a crack and crevice of the building. I think that would be the intimate environment I would vote for. But in the meantime, Lundy, let's try to get some winners for once here on the Fade the Noise podcast and boost the bottom line before we don't have any other sports to bet on. Uh, we're two and three, at least I am, back-to-back days to start this week. Uh, yesterday, hit on Minnesota. They ran rough shot over Northwestern in the second half. Hit on the Arkansas over. Now 17 of the last 19 games of the SEC for the Razorbacks hitting the over, but lost on Washington. Xavier, who is now out of my projected bracket, Brad Big Board Field, and TCU. So let's go ahead and start off uh, with our Fade 5 here on Thursday. Number 5. And tipping things off, we got a matinee. Battle between Texas Tech and Texas, a bubbleicious matchup between these two squads uh, in a high-stakes game. Who will take the rubber match and vault into the NCAA tournament? My take, hook them horns, baby. Uh, you look at what uh, Texas Tech and Texas have done in the regular season. They split the two matchups, Tech winning 62-57, to Texas 68-58 to on the road. Uh, UT has overcome a plethora of injuries here over the season. As a result, they forced uh, you know more on the guards, and the guards have delivered in these smaller lineups, draining 36.2% from three, while holding opponents to just 0.93 points possession over their last six games. Uh, I think this really boils down to the performance of Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey, and Matt Coleman. I love Davide Moretti. And the Texas Tech Red Raiders from distance. He's an Italian style and this team shoots collectively 38% from downtown. And they're very stiff defensively. But Lundy at plus seven for Texas, it's way too many points in a game both these teams must have. Are you going to fade or follow me on the fight McConaughey's? 
I am going to follow you. All right, all right, all right. They've won. Uh, they've covered five of their last six. The uh, Longhorns have, as you said, starting to get a little bit right here down the stretch. I do like that. But you know what? You brought up the plus seven, Brad, and I think that's really important. Anybody looking to play this early game today, keep an eye on that line because it is bouncing around depending upon which book you're looking at. Uh, but we have seen it get extended all the way up to that full touchdown and extra point uh, for UT. So, yeah, I think this is a good one. I think that's too many points uh, to be giving the Longhorns in this one. I think they can keep it tight. Number four. All right, staying in the Big 12 Conference Tournament, let's talk about uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers. They shot blanks for much of February, but rediscovered their stroke down the stretch in their last two regular season games. However, I'm hitching my wagon to Boomer sooner in this one. Oklahoma catching four, and Oklahoma swept the regular season matchups between these two squads, 69-59 and 73-62, to so winning convincingly by this margin. WVU ghastly on offense, ranking dead last the Big 12 at effective field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and free throw percentage. They're tops in offensive rebounding in the nation, but do they have enough scoring gusto to run away with this and get the cover. That's why I'm on Oklahoma. They protect the basketball. The Mountaineers really thrive on mistakes. Uh, but again, I'm with the Sooners here. Are you going to follow me on this one or you fade me again on Oklahoma plus four? I'm going to follow you on this one because of what you talked about. You're right. West Virginia can get it done in terms of the turnovers, but Oklahoma protects the ball. West Virginia also not a great free throw shooting team, 64.2% on the year. I never like seeing that when you get into tournament play because if you're in a tight game, you got to be able to make those free throws, and Oklahoma's going to know that going into it, that if late in the game things are tight, they can try to do the hack-a-shack approach. And on top of that, Brad, a uh, good friend of mine, Terry, owns the best barbecue joint in Denver. He is a Sooner, and I really don't want want to get my brisket taken away from me so i'm gonna follow i'm gonna follow his sooners and i'll yell out the boomer sooner on his behalf don't mess with a man's brisket that's all i need to know number three all right let's move on to the big 10 conference tournament uh is, is this an email from a nigerian prince am i seeing this correct Ohio state only laying a point and a half against purdue it seems too good to be true but call me a sucker or a nut. Uh, I'm on the Buckeyes in this one. Again, laying that very slim margin. Ohio State won in the only matchup, 68-52 to 52 between these two squads in the regular season. In that game, the Boilers only netted 0.76 points per possession. Uh, look, I, I think Ohio State plays to PU's overall weaknesses. They're an exceptional perimeter team, uh, netting 36.2% from beyond the arc. Purdue, meanwhile, dead last in three-point percentage defense in Big Ten action. I think you'll get a lot of Washington, the Wessons, Muhammad. They're going to rain down buckets from outside and cover for the 11th time in 14 games. I am not buying the analytics, darling Purdue. I'm going to go with common sense here and ride with Brutus. Fade or follow here, Lundy. I'll follow. I like the fact that you're going away from the analytics and going with the gut on this one. You know I love a TYG special. Both of these teams coming off losses to end the regular season. Neither one of them covered in either of those losses, but you're right. You're looking at Ohio State better from three-point, better from the free-throw line. As I said earlier, talking about West Virginia, uh, with their poor free-throw shooting, when I see a team that can be that much better from the line than their opponent, it means that if it does get to that point, you talk about the shooting outside the arc, but if it gets to that point where they're driving, they're getting themselves to the line, 
you got to feel better about the Buckeyes and what they can do from the free throw line. So I will follow you on this one. I agree. When I first saw this line, when we got ready for Thursday's podcast, didn't seem quite right. I think Ohio State uh, wins easily with this one over Purdue. Number two. Moving on. Viva Las Vegas. Let's go out to Sin City where the Pac-12 Conference Tournament is unfolding. And will the University of Spoiled Children add a few dollars to the trust fund against Arizona? I say yes. I'm on the Trojans plus five in this one. Arizona looked great. You know, we were on Washington yesterday. Uh, they gave us the old stiff arm. The Wildcats ran away with that game. Although, uh, you know, Washington made it somewhat close near the end, but still Arizona scored the cover. Uh, between SC and Arizona, they split in the regular season. Arizona winning the first matchup by 5, 85 to 80. And then USC returning the favor, 57 to 48. And in that second game, Arizona, a god awful 3 of 26 from downtown, 0.71 points per possession. The Trojans operate as a phalanx on defense, giving up a conference low 0.93 points per possession. I think they can match up board for board uh, with the bigs of AZ inside. And thanks to Jonah Matthews' accomplishments along the arc, the Trojans shoot 34.9% from distance. The two biggest keys in this game, limiting turnovers. SC's had a problem in that category this year. And making their damn free throws, Lundy. Uh, the Trojans just 66.2% as a team. Still, I like the points in this one. Give me a C, fade or follow, Nathaniel. Gonna fade you on this one in the Pac-12 tournament coming out of Vegas. I think what we saw from Arizona in day one of the Pac-12 tournament taking care of Washington. Now you're seeing the team that everybody would have expected to see throughout the year. I do think that this has an opportunity to be, to be close down the stretch, but you keep talking about these free throws. This is three games in a row that we're talking about guys from the charity stripe, and I think it's going to factor in. And I think in this one, even if it is a close game, that Arizona can ultimately wind up covering because SC can't get it done. SC has covered seven of their last nine. They missed the cover yesterday with the Battle of SoCal only beating UCLA 54-52. to I think USC is going to be in trouble. I think Arizona not only wins, but covers that five easily. Give me the Wildcats. Make your damn free throws! Number one. All right, and then finally, let's go to the Big East. Another matinee game. This one between the Butler Bulldogs and Providence Friars. Uh, the Friars are bare-knuckled brawlers on the court. Prize fighter tough and playing peak basketball at the right time. I think they're going to continue to run muy caliente in this one, Lundy. These two teams split in the conference season. Butler winning the first matchup, 70-58 to in Providence, winning on the road inside Hinkle, 65-61. to The Friars are riding a six-game win streak, giving up just 0.93 points per possession, uh, while also making eight Point two made threes per game and crushing opponents on the glass during that stretch. Eight and two ATS in their last ten. I love Pipkins. I love Alpha Diallo. They are crushing the competition. I think that's going to continue against Butler, who was one of 14 from three in the last game when these two teams met. Kamar Baldwin is a baller extraordinaire, uh, but the Friars, I think, are just too constrictive on defense and running, as I mentioned, searing hot right now offensively. Give me Providence laying, actually, no, they're catching now a point in this one. Lonnie. I think this is a gift on a silver platter. Hell, I would get a little action on the money line. That's probably the more appropriate wager here, fade or follow. 
going to follow you as well. And I'll tell you what, you talk about getting the point. I've even seen it at plus two. So keep an eye on that. You talked about the fact they've won six in a row. That is obviously a big deal. They've also covered eight of their last 10. That is also a big deal to me. So not only winning games, but even if you go beyond that winning streak, they are covering when the points come into play. I think they win. I'm with you. Uh, Keep an eye on that money line as well. Could be uh, a good shot to be able to get some extra cash by playing that money line. But yes, as you look at the Big East quarters, give me the Friars to continue. And I love the visual you gave me. I'm just imagining this group of Friars just dropping the gloves and starting to throw punches. Yes, uh, and that is a wrap. So definitely bet on Providence. We're huge fans of that. Uh, Definitely place all of your wagers as well. At PointsBet, the best sports betting app in the known universe. PointsBet is in Jersey and Iowa, but soon is launching in Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, and Colorado. It is now two times faster than the average sports book. That's faster bets, faster parlays, faster payouts, faster everything. You can wager on the XFL, basketball, exhibition, baseball, hockey, golf, whatever you can think of, even the cricket. PointsBet has it. Go to PointsBet.com right now and sign up with the promo code FTNPOD. That's F-T-N-P-O-D to get four risk-free bets for every new user up to $1,000. Again, download the PointsBet app today or go to PointsBet.com and make sure you sign up with that promo code FTNPOD. That's F-T-N-P-O-D to get four risk-free bets up to $1,000. Must be 21 or older. Jersey and Iowa residents only. T's and C's apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And remember, fade or follow the noise. That is up to you. Fade the noise.